Hello and welcome to the Armored Mad Podcast where we focus on being Christian men, how to grow in our faith, our strengths, our brotherhoods, and our community. We are your hosts, Michael and Evan. In this episode, we are we're going to talk about uh, something a lot of us struggle with, I think. We're going to be talking about staying above reproach and what that means and, and some some events that's happened recently uh, that caused the uh, conversation. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, like you said, I think we all deal with it at some point, right? Whether we know it or not, uh, we could always work on ourselves about being above reproach. So let's kick off with that. What what does reproach mean? What what does that statement mean? I hear it at church all the time. I hear I hear people talking about it, but nobody's actually ever really defined it. I mean I can gather it by, you know, the events and stuff that we talk about and how we talk about it, but what does it really yeah. mean? It's it's getting out of situations where anyone could accuse you of anything. Right. So uh, Webster Dictionary explains it this way. To express disappointment in or displeasure with a person for conduct that is blameworthy. So that's saying that you're in a situation and someone accuses you of flirting with another woman outside your marriage or stealing money. Whatever that is, it's being above reproach from any accusations towards against you. So not just not doing it, right? Like I'm not going to steal or I'm not going to flirt, but like not putting myself in the position where I could be accused of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, so if, if someone sees you with the, some money, mm-hmm. like at church, right, you get the money and you're going to go count it, but you're by yourself. Right. And you know, years down the road, someone's like, he's been stealing money this whole time. Someone's going to be like, you know he never is with anybody that, you know, so, so it's like someone's like making accusations in their head towards against you, but you got no proof. Right. Like, I mean, you don't have any witnesses with you. You don't have any solid proof to, to back that up against you, but staying above approach, like just for this instance, this scenario, you have somebody with you and say, well, I got somebody saying I, I don't, and he's with me the whole time. You know, so it's it's that level. I mean, okay, so where does paranoia play in here? Because honestly, <laughs> it sounds like we're saying be paranoid that people are going to blame you for everything yeah. and, and to not be in a position where people can blame you for stuff, even though they are a trustworthy person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, this is, this is written all over the Bible where it says, um, if you're going to make accusations, have two or three witnesses. It's in... Uh, Deuteronomy, Exodus, and Second Timothy. Um, sorry, First Timothy, First Timothy five. Um, it tells us to if we have any accusations towards any leaders, we should already have two or three witnesses for that, instead of just ourselves. And they have no proof to back them up, right? Right. It's like uh, innocent until proven guilty type thing, mm-hmm. but. Uh, if you can't prove that you're innocent as well, it's kind of the world we live yeah. in, you know? I can see that. It's like the whole, it's the whole thing. Like if you get arrested and you got charges against you, they're going to yeah. pile up evidence. And if you got no evidence like for yourself, it's not going to look good. 
Yeah. Not, not saying that you did it or not. It's just doesn't right. look good. Like at the wrong place at the wrong time kind of situation, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You just don't want to be in the wrong place. Exactly. And, and making sure. Okay. It's it's it. um, taking control over the environment around you as much as possible. Right. right. I mean, you can't control everything. Right. So uh, now that we've defined it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did we get on this topic? Mm. Uh, Man, about... <laughs> Two weeks ago, um, Matt Chandler is a pastor. You, I want to say, mega church in Dallas. It's mm-hmm. a small mega church, but it's a mega church. Um, he got up after an elder kind of introduced him. He got up and told his congregation that he's going to step down temporarily because somebody accused him of talking to a female outside of his marriage, just them two. Now, before you before you carry on, he wasn't just a pastor. He was the, the main pastor, oh, right? Yeah. He was the yeah. main lead teaching pastor. Every Sunday, yeah, he'll get yeah. up on there. Yeah. yeah, okay. So immediately he explains, we'll, we'll put the video in the show notes, but he immediately explains, look, it's not sexual, it's not romantic, but what she accused me of, I was disoriented. So immediately I went to the elders, say, hey, investigate this. I want to go home and I'm going to go tell my wife this. So that's what he does. He leaves it in the hands of elders to go look at it. Right. So hold on. So it wasn't her that accused him, though, was it? No. So not not the woman that he was talking with, but the woman's friend. Right, right. Okay. Like one Sunday, she came up to him and said, hey, you're talking to my friend. And that's not, it's not appropriate at all. And so he's like, what are you talking about? Like my wife knows I'm talking to this woman. Her husband knows like it's all good. Like in his brain. And we would all think that, right? Right. I mean, if my wife knows the conversations I'm having, I should be in the right. Right. So immediately he's like, no, this is out of my hands because the way that the church is structured a lot like our own church, different structures, different governments and churches. But the one he has is that there's a whole bunch of elders over the whole congregation, how they conduct business. Um, and he just teaches. So immediately he's like, Hey, this is an elder thing. Just put it in their hands. So it was weeks until he actually got up on stage and actually said this and said, yeah, I'm going to step down temporarily though to fix kind of what's going on. And that's more of himself. Right. Because as pastors, you're on a double, like, strict, well, I don't know what it's called, but like you're, you're, you're held at a higher standard than, correct. Than yeah, others. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Especially and, if you're teaching the word. Yeah. And he said that too. And he said something about living up, uh, being above reproach and especially as the lead pastor and whatnot. And I mean, he also said the elders didn't find that he did anything wrong. They find, they didn't find that it was sexual or romantic. Right. So it wasn't sin. Right. He didn't commit sin as far as the information he has said. Right. Like we don't know 
the full st- we're not in those DMs, you know? Like, yeah, I mean. So we don't know yeah. what's going on. We don't uh, know their relationship. Some dark stuff happens in DMs sometimes. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if his wife knows. But we don't know what the kind of relationship they've had, yeah. how long it's been, if they're related. Like, we, we I don't know anything. Like, that's, to me, that's a local church issue. Right. They're going to solve it the way that they're going to solve it. So Elder said, hey, need you to step down. Not that you committed sin, but as a pastor, you let the door open to sin. So it could have led to a certain way, could have ended a certain way. And that's not what, as a pastor, you should do. Okay, so what's wrong, legit? What What is wrong with having a friend? It sounds like they were friends. It sounds right. like... Everybody knew they were friends. Right. His wife was aware. Her husband was aware. There was nothing going on. He even said that he did coarse joking. Yeah. Like, so he knows they're, they're joking. Yeah. But, I mean, if the wife is aware, like, yeah, any of us wrong? Any of us would see that, like, you know what? I, I just did that this week. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. I got female friends. Like, all this stuff. So... The extract lesson, and I think anyone could have different um, perspectives on it. The, the way I see it is I want to extract that and look at my life. How am I conducting m- the way I talk to people? Right. Because just what if, what if this has happened from, from a friend of mine? What if this lady that he's actually messaging gets in a fight with her husband one day? Just one day, like weeks later, totally out of the blue, totally different subject. They get into a fight, pretty bad one. She goes vents to him and tries to make a move. At at the beginning, no one had any intentions. It was right. all innocent. Right. But because she was vulnerable over over a fight with her husband. Vulnerable, potentially revengeful. Like there's so many. That's a hot moment. Yeah, they're like, you know what, My- Michael's actually pretty understanding, and I talk to him a lot. Let me go vent to him about my, my husband right. real quick. Um, and then she's like, man, he's so nice. Yeah. And she has like this building up of Ang- thoughts. Anger turns to passion. Passion yep. turns to all kinds of stuff. But, like, I mean, it, it doesn't say that that kind of thing would happen, though, and it's kind of an edge case for... Yeah, it's the extreme. Yeah. It's the extreme. So... But the extremes do happen, and that's something that you want to prevent. So I'm, what, what I'm hearing here is that, as a man, I shouldn't be friends with women. Is that so, right? No, 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 no. Definitely not. You could be friends with women. It's just always, always make sure... No one can accuse you of anything. So that means don't be alone in a room with this woman. Don't have shady conversations. Not even shady, but secret conversations. And not saying that you're going to deny those conversations, but you don't say it. Okay. Or you don't show it. See, any of us would say, well, he, he showed his wife. I'm like, that that's good, right? And as a normal person, yeah, uh, could be good. But as a pastor, coarse joking, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think a pastor would have some harsh jokes. You, you wouldn't see that as a, 
I mean, yeah. you do it. You do on some, right? Yeah. But like, I mean, pastors are people. I mean, to be we're all supposed to be pastors too. But I get it. He's the he's the lead pastor. He's supposed to be uh, leading by example in the whole military thing and do as I do. And and you know, I I get it. But we're also saying we should all be living above reproach and and mm-hmm. and whatnot too with that whole statement. If, we, if we're going to hold him accountable and hold him to that standard, that higher standard, we should also be saying we're trying to achieve ourselves to that higher standard, right? I believe so, because as, as leaders, they, they like you said, they, they go by example. Right. So I believe we should do the same thing. Now, they know better. That's That's where that higher standard comes from. That they should know the Bible, and what mm-hmm. that's what that means, and so for them to go against it, that's where that double stand or that higher standard comes from. With us, it's like maybe he didn't know any better. It's like obviously we do, but right, you're not the one teaching people this. So what if what if um, a woman is talking to you in a hallway at church? Everything's innocent. It's at church, you right? Know? And y'all are great friends, but. She laughs, you laugh, and a joke was made. She kind of pushes you and laughs or whatever. Somebody out the other hallway saw that. They're like, well, that's flirting. You know, like, they're going to make up something. And then, let's say another rumor happens. So, you know what, Michael, he's he's flirting with other women. Someone's going to be like, I did see that. I saw that. They have no idea of the situation. They really don't, but they saw something. Okay, so at what point do we sit down and have a conversation to the church, a serious conversation, like, stop talking bad about other people? <laughs> stop creating rumors. Like, right. I mean, I, I get it. I'm all, I am I get the whole idea of not putting yourself in the positions like that, but friendships do happen. I mean, my wife has friendships with people, and I have friendships with people, and I won't say male or female in this because to us it's they're people and we know about it like all of our friends and stuff and we have conversations with each other and their friends and all that kind of like it, it's nothing bad uh, and and I don't see it as bad what where like I I don't understand why we can't just live as people and be friends with other people like it sounds like we have to have that gender there yeah just because the way the world is it's sinful people have sinful intentions and even if it didn't start off like hey we're friends like everything's innocent maybe one day it's not innocent and you had fed that for years it could be any crazy situations, like to the extreme. But we're trying to avoid even getting there. So let's say I I do have a female friend, right? And, you know, I don't want to stop being friends with her. How do, how do I keep being friends with her and still live above reproach? How, do I, how would I do that? Do you text? Look like? Of course. Put your wife in the group text. What if it's about my wife? Then <laughs> tell your wife before texting it. That's you fair. know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, well, no, or what, like, go what, to a guy. 
no, like for real. Like, what if it's you know we're all friends? Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, we're all friends, right? Um, and maybe it's her birthday. It's uh, uh my wife's birthday, and I'm trying to do something. That's got to be in secret, yeah. right? If if yeah, it's got to be in secret. Well, for her not to know, right? Right. Uh, what if this woman is married? Put that dude on the text message as well, so both of them get it. Not saying that he has nothing to do with it, right? Like he's right. not a planner. Most guys aren't planners. Yeah. Um, but it's it's the respect of the marriage, saying, "Hey, this is just our conversation." Like obviously she's going to respond, but just just respect for your marriage. I'm going to put you on the text message, and so. I've asked this question uh, all day today. In fact, all all week, I've been posting it on our Facebook page, um, the Armored Man Facebook page. Um, Other Christian description, other (laughs) other Christian men's um, pages, Mm -hmm. and I even asked our elders today. Uh, We did some work over on one of our campuses, and I found two of them. And so I asked this question: What are habits that we can do? to stay above reproach. I mean, most of us aren't even thinking about this kind of stuff right. because everything seems to us is innocent. Yeah. And he, he said, um, there's a Billy Graham rule. Billy Graham rule is never be alone with a woman. And, and when most people say stay above reproach, they automatically think of um, opposite sex. They automatically think this. And this is like, this could go with anything. Like we just talked about stealing money. Mm-hmm. Like this, this goes with all aspects of our life. How do we conduct our relationships? If it's just a female, then it's like, well, I need to at least have my wife or her husband, or just, just another person to witness that I'm not saying anything out of line here. Just in case she accuses us of something, you know? I have so many questions, but... I didn't even, we started out this conversation with, with money and yeah, yeah, yeah. I still, I roped you right into it. I still got right into the, the yeah. sexual orientation. Well, even, like, even think not sexual about, orientation, but, um, even the, think the about male that, female thing. Have, have you heard our church history, our church history, the, the pastor like 15 years ago, Turns out he stole like a quarter million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And and but there was no structure to keep him accountable, right? So that's why we have the type of government that we have in our church is that we have like ten elders making all the decisions. Like any pastor does right, not right. touch no, any money; they don't make any decisions. The elders do. They don't even see it. They don't even see it. They don't even see I, it. Uh, so so I asked one of our elders today. And he gave an example. He said, our pastor does not take any money. In fact, just last week, somebody tried to give him a check saying, hey, this is for the church. He said, nope, not even touching it. And in fact, he, he called somebody else. Hey, can you, can you handle that? He won't even grab it from her hands just because <laughs> he, he, he doesn't want yeah. anyone to. And it's like at that point, everyone's watching you. Right. But uh, he just didn't want anything to come of it. Absolutely. In the future, you know. So, and that's just practice. The more you do it, the better it is. I mean, yeah, life after that. Yeah. I, I mean, I serve in the cafe and whatnot, too. And that's one of the things we do back there is, um, 
you know, we have two people signing a paper and two people counting and two people being accountable for the money at all times. Uh, so I get that part. So um, that's, that's, that's practicing staying above approach. That's practicing. That. Yeah. I mean, why, why else would you have two people? What is your definition of staying above approach? I mean, not putting myself in the position to be accused. I mean, you're absolutely right there. And, and I, I guess the problem with, with me is I, I don't think that it's fair to say just talking to the opposite sex is being under reproach. If that's the proper phrase for it, the opposite yeah. of above reproach, right? Right. I, I don't see the connection there, but I do. I I think I am starting to understand because, I mean, at the end of the day, we do absolutely have to protect ourselves, and I do find it fair that a male police officer can't frisk a a woman uh, being arrested and all that good stuff. Like that makes sense to me. Yeah, because they got accused of groping and right. all types of stuff. Yeah. Um, Even but though, when it comes to friend, like, I think that's it. Like when it comes to friendship, I feel like I should be free to be friends with whoever I want to be. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. And, and I, I get that I'm free to do so. It just feels less of a personal relationship. If other people have to be involved the entire time, I think that's what I'm getting caught up on. So if someone had to be in the conversation as well and it's uncomfortable, should you ha be having the conversation? Well, well, don't get me wrong. I don't have conversations that right, are right, uncomfortable right. that right. anybody else if, would hear. If anyone's listening and that's how they feel. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, maybe you need to check the kind of conversations you're having. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are uncomfortable, let's say, giving your wife your phone and your password and all that good stuff and like freely having them read whatever, um, you know, and you should probably question the stuff right. you're talking about. Like, really? but for me, like what I'm saying in my position, and I'm sure there's people out in the audience that, that feels the same way. Like I really don't care if my wife grabs my phone. I'm not one of those people. She can read whatever she wants to. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I'll, put her in those conversations. I don't care. Um, because it is just a friend usually like, um, I, th I think I, maybe I we were thinking about it too much with yeah. the relationship part. So let's try to think about it in a different way. Uh, crimes there yeah. it's statistically unproven. People will not do crimes if they feel like they're being watched. I want to say never, it's like significantly less. If, if people feel like they're being watched, they're not going to do a crime. That's why a lot of crimes happen at night. I can see it's that. It's because they feel like, okay, I'm safe. No one sees me. I want to do whatever I want type thing. But it's 93, in fact, off this, this one study, 93% uh, likely people are going to do the right thing. Knowing, hey, someone's watching me. I want to do the right thing. You got some people who just don't care. But... That 7%, but that so many more people saying, you know what, I'm going to do the right thing. Rather, they're being watched or not, some people, but that's crazy, right? Absolutely. I mean, look at 
local churches, Baptist churches in these countries, right? It's just the pastor doing everything. And who's keeping him accountable? Congregation doesn't know. I mean, not saying that he is doing something shady, but what if he is? I mean, he can't and do no everything. He can't do everything. I mean, you got like I a mean, secretary or something that he just says, you you do the paperwork, whatever. Right. But it's like seeing the whole details, being totally transparent. Yeah, yeah. Like who's keeping these pastors accountable? You I know, mean, so like, because yeah. now you're leaving this door open for them to do anything. If no one's watching them, he's statistically more likely to do something kind of shady. Right. Whether I mean, he's convicted or not. We're all know. inherently sinners. I mean, yeah. Right. I mean, it, it, if we don't feel like we're being watched, I mean, I try, like, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, well, I'm never alone. And God's always with me, right? Yeah. Um, but that's also because I'm constantly thinking about him and trying to do my best and whatnot. But he does escape my mind sometimes, and I, I do slip, and... That, that kind of stuff does happen. I yeah. mean, it's in our nature. We're inherently sinners. Like yeah. that's that's just it. So I mean, I, I I'm starting to I, I I'm starting to get it. I'm, I am. Uh, but it's I, it's like this. It's this one scenario, right? Right. And and everyone points to that scenario when they're talking about this subject. But in reality, it's it's everything. And so even I hate to talk about politics but what about the brett kavanaugh uh incident a few years ago like he was accused but was there proof is was there evidence i mean he was acquitted and all that stuff obviously but it's it's staying so where something doesn't like that happen to you someone can't accuse you of like oh hey he touched me inappropriately right. at a party. It's like, well, why are you at the party in the first place? True story. Bad things happen at parties. Yeah. You know, yep. college parties. Whatever. I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, well, don't go to that. Go to bed at nine. Dang. Well, for real. You know? So. Um, or jump on the internet and watch me play video games on Twitch. I mean, that's cool too. Yeah, right. <laughs> so people can see you. Right. Like, hey, this is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> I but, guess I'm just too boring of a person to start going down those dark alleys. But, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I get it. And we were talking, when we were talking a couple, last week, I ended up making a point to you I didn't mean to make, making your case. Do you remember what that was? I can't remember what I said. Um, I think it was about the money thing that... Um Someone, someone should be keeping these pastors accountable. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because at the same time, I was telling you that I should be free to have these secret friendships, sort of speak in air quotes, um, these secret friendships with the the my my female friends. Um, I was counting money and having somebody else count it. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you had to get a second a second signature for that. Yeah, and that's that's proven that point. I mean, right as like, I was saying it too. <laughs> I'm not saying that you can't you can't have these friendships, but what if this person calls, you put them on speaker, your yeah. wife's in the room, you know. So it's like, hey, I got you on speaker, you know, what's going on? How's it going? Whatever, conduct your normal conversation. Yeah. Now, 
I mean, uh, on the real though, like you shouldn't even have to address it. Like, Hey, you're on speaker. Like, yeah, you should just be able to, if you truly have that open friendship and it is really what it is, you should be able to just like put them on blast and yeah, have yeah, it yeah. be okay. Yeah. Well, me and my wife do that. We're on speaker. My mom's here. It's like, cool. I'm not going to say. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. If somebody tomorrow, else, you know if somebody I mean? else <laughs> yeah. is in the room that can't take inappropriate jokes, sure. Um, or inappropriate verbiage, you know, I, I get it. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, me and my wife have the same sense of humor. So if, you know, let's say Kayla called me and whatnot, I'd be like, bam, that'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, I, no problem. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I have other female friends and whatnot, and, and they're in group messages. I, I, It literally didn't dawn on me until we started having the conversation. I was already doing a whole lot of that. No, no, Outside me too. of work, anyway. Um, at, at work, you know, I have my, my boss for a long time was female and we would have one-to-ones about work. Yeah. Um, but I mean, when I really started to think about it, I was already doing that for the most part. I mean, it's not really that bad. I mean, if you think about it, cause it was, you should be, conversation. Sh- yeah, yeah, you should be sharing these friendships with your wife anyway. If she's really your best friend, you should right. have friendships together so um because you're one flesh right your best yeah. friends you're one flesh so and, and naturally y'all should know everything about everything absolutely so yeah and that i mean still personally i i reserve you know yeah i can still have a personal relationship and a personal conversation with this person but that also means you should also as a my the other person in this relationship right if, if you were that female right you should also expect me to tell my wife everything you just said. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, hundred percent. Like, yeah. those conversations are going to be there, and she's probably going to talk to you about it at some point if right. needed. Like, whatever. Or if you you know say you don't want to talk about it, you know, I'll, I'll, she's still going to know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I, I I could relate to this one because I I did the same thing. I mean, even this whole Matt Chandler thing, um, I had to start looking at my own life because. Because I'm a contractor, so I yeah. text customers all the time. More than half of them are like females, you know. So it's not like I'm going to put my wife on every single group uh, customers, right. you know. I mean, that'd be kind of weird. Now I have to tell them, "Hey, that's my wife on this group," what right? I, and that's just weird. Yeah, but she she has the access for it. I tell her, "Hey, I'm going to do this and this." Um, but it is kind of eye opening for me and, and I don't want to throw stones at Matt. I don't want to throw stones at anybody who says, you know what? I was cheating on my wife or whatever. Right. And this happened, this happened. I'm like, I'm not gonna throw stones at you. Cause that makes me want to evaluate my life. Make sure I don't go down that path. Oh yeah. That's a hundred percent. Like I'm not pointing the finger either. Like, no, 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 for sure. And th- that's, that's the whole point why we're having this conversation is because there's people that do that. I'm ultimately, I'm feeling a little defensive. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. this is, this is about me here. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm not, I'm not conducting anything shady. You mm, right? That's, that's you. Like, you know? I mean, I, I get it a hundred percent. I completely understand. Like, but the question is, can somebody accuse you of something 
today and you have almost no witnesses? For um, me, automatically, yes, I know it. And I got to work on that. I know the answer is yes, but, um, you know, because I worked from home and I talked to a lot of people throughout the day and a lot of them are one-on-one conversations and a a lot of them are women and I can't get away from that. Like one of my employees is a woman and my old boss is a woman and I have one-to-one conversations with them. Um, So it's kind of tough. Yeah, there's no way I can get around that because I need to have personal relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not personal relationships that they're there. It, it has to be a personal conversation because what if, you know, they're going through a thing or right. And I need to know because, you know, any time I'm off and absolutely yeah. the person that has to respond to them having a thing. Right. So yeah. let's say the employee gets pregnant or whatever. That's not maybe something she wants to tell a whole lot of people, but I have right. to be able to hear it. Because right. I need to approve the time off. <laughs> right. So get this. So Kayla's the same situation, right? Where she has a male boss. Yeah. And they have meetings like every Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And so when she did work in the building, that when they have meetings, they would be in a room with a whole bunch of windows and they'll sit right in front of the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doors closed. I mean, obviously you don't want to... <laughs> Brief someone of saying, hey, you know what? You're fired. Again, put with that the, personal conversation on blast. Yeah. <laughs> Doors open. Everyone's on speaker. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want that. But it, people, whoever walked by, they could see, okay, you know, they're like six feet apart, 10 feet apart, just having a conversation at work, yeah. whatever. Not saying that someone's going to think. Right. They're sitting super close. No one's going to like see that. But just in case a rumor goes around, because rumors always go around. Somebody can say, no, that didn't happen because I actually saw that. Or someone's like, that didn't happen. I was there. I heard the whole thing. Nope. Or or somebody knows your character. Like, Michael, there's no way that guy stays above reproach everywhere, everything he does. I guarantee you someone was in that room because he he always pulls people in rooms if he's alone with a a female. That's just his character. Right. People are going to be like, oh, well. Dang, okay, well, can't accuse him then. Right. You know, I mean, really though, like, I can't do that. Like, uh, like I'd like to. And, and in most meetings, it's multiple people and whatnot, but there are, like, if I need to, you know, put the hammer down on her, uh, yeah. you know, she's doing something wrong, or if I'm getting the hammer down on me because I'm slipping or something, you know. But is that, it like on a forum? Is it on a work forum? Like, Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so that's it's already being documented. Yeah, it's yeah. not like anyone's actually looking at it. But right, right. It's on. It. It's on my calendar. It's a public. Yeah. Uh, it's a public calendar and whatnot. And it would be on our, um, our chat program, which is recorded and all that good stuff. Like, I think this is a a very personal conviction that someone can't say, "Hey, you know what? Your life, you need to do this and this and this better." But this is more of like, okay, me. Am I doing everything that I need to do? Like checking off like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing everything that I know I can't be accused of. Right. Okay, then that's 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 on that's on you. That's not on somebody else to correct because they don't know what you're going through. Like you work remote. Right. And you make phone calls. I don't know. I don't know how to <laughs> make that better. Right. Like, that's that's more of like 
Do you, you think of you something? You are supposed to have all the answers, my friend. Yeah, right. You have to tell me how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I, for real. So, I mean, it, it, when I look at the, the video of Matt Chandler going to his congregation and explaining and, and the details that he did have to the congregation, to me, looking at it, I'm like, man, I do the same thing. You mm-hmm. get that's wrong? You like look around? Yeah. Well, he's got to step down? Why? And then you look look more into the scripture, and you're like, oh, he's he has to be above reproach. Even Titus uh, one, verse six and seven. This is why I left you in Crete. He's talking to Titus. Paul is, so that you might put what remained into order and anointed elders in every town as I direct you. Here's the, here's the important part. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his ch- children are believers and not open to charges of debauchery or insubordination. So immediately the very first thing is above reproach. And, and he says anyone. Because Titus is trying to make elders of these churches. So he's saying anyone who's above reproach. That's the first thing to look for. Now obviously At, for an elder. For an elder for of an the elder. church, but he's looking for him. Yeah, yeah. So this is like anyone qualified. Here's the qualifications: above reproach, a husband of one wife, and children are believers, and not open to any charge of debauchery or insubordination. Now, what is debauchery? Um, indulgence. Indulgence. Okay. That's that's the definition summed up in one word: indulging. Mm. So. I believe that's also the same thing, but approach, but also kind of different, kind of overlap yep. there. So obviously a lot of this stuff is kind of like, check, check, check. What are you, yep, what are you yep. talking about here? But husband of one wife, obviously, right? Yeah. Children are believers. If you're a true believer, then your kids are too, right? Yeah. Um, but above reproach, I mean, that could. Well, no, if, if you're, if you're a believer, you're not necessarily teaching your kids to be believers, but as a believer, if you're teaching your kids to be believers and you're guiding them, then they will be most believers. likely. Yeah. Most of the time. Yep. And if they're not, you understand that and you're working on them. And right. that itself is lending itself to that door, that, that teaching moment. So I see that one too. Especially like as a 10 year old, like you're doing yeah. what you're doing, you're going to church, you're teaching right. and you're living that out. As an 18, 20-year-old, you got a kid, the 18, 20-year-old, um, that's that's yeah. their own free will. They're, right. they're their own person. So, But in your own household yeah, type thing, and that's, that's where I'm kind of seeing that as. But above reproach, I mean, yeah. it doesn't like get too much in detail. So we got to figure out what that really means. And that's the definition is, is not... I, having any blame yeah. on you and someone can't blame you for anything and that's putting into practice so what do you what do you think some I, healthy habits we could do i mean when i envision that scene i envision him looking for people you know not coming out of brothels not coming out of um you know the bank after a long weekend by himself at a store or something, not 
spending the whole week at church and then all of a sudden money's gone, but he was the only one there. Like right. the the guys that have been around the town for a while and nobody would accuse him of anything ever. Like you've never seen him in the position to be blamed. Mm-hmm. Never coming out of a field that's burning. Right. Like, yeah. At no point have you ever had a moment where you're you're trying to blame him. So living that way, I see that as actively not actively being conscious of your surroundings and trying really hard to not put yourself in the position where you can be blamed. And it's a lot harder, I would say, today mm-hmm. than it was back then. So kudos to everybody that has never been accused of anything. Uh, I certainly have. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, but I'm open about it. And, and Was it true? No. Any instances I mean, that you... As a, as a kid, yes. Um, yeah. But, I mean, as an adult, like, I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of my attitude most of the time. So I do get accused for things, but usually I don't care about it enough to give it the time of day. Yeah. Um, but that's just also our culture, too. So it's a, yeah. it's a little wonky because we're always trying to accuse people of being bad because it's fun. It's, and, and it's fun to accuse people. People right? have Trolls. intentions for it, too, to make them seem like, haha, got you type thing. Right. And now they're a little bit higher on the level of that. So. Right. Or they're, they're doing it because they think it's fun and that's their source of entertainment is to, to make people upset or, you know, trolls, right? Like that, that's just today. But I mean, how do you like uh, one of my favorite people, uh, I mentioned Twitch earlier, one of my favorite people on Twitch, uh, he is, um, He's probably the most rock solid dude I've ever, you know, met. And he has trolls, right? That you just can't get away from it. Right. Uh, he literally just doesn't give it the time of day. And he's got a bunch of moderators uh, in his chat the whole time just deleting their messages. Like, he doesn't even want to see it. He just doesn't <laughs> care. Um, but he, he, like, has fun and all that good stuff. But he'll get into those moments where, you know, stuff is happening in his chat one of his moderators will be like, hey, you need to pay attention right now. And he'll look and he'll just be like, what are you doing? And just go like super dad voice on everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Mm. But, um, you know, people do that to get those reactions out of people too. Right. So, I mean, I, as far as habits we should have, like, my first reaction to that is to be kind and to be kind to everyone and spread kindness, kindness and niceness to everyone. Um, and I know that's not really directly related, but if we're all happier, you're going to get less people talking bad about you. You're going to have less people looking at you that way. Um, and then the next step I would do is literally to put everything out there. Mm-hmm. 
So being super transparent. Very transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you have those serious moments um, where you have to put the hammer down, you know, that dad voice, if you can't do it in public, like I do mine in public now since our conversation, um, and it helps everyone actually, but uh, like let's say that the, the, the pregnancy situation, like that's okay. That's okay. Because since you're openly transparent and everybody's seeing what you're doing and how you're acting and the positivity around you, when you have to pull somebody aside, it's obviously personal. Mm-hmm. It's obviously something you can't share. Yeah. Um, and that, doesn't make it bad anymore. Like they can't accuse you of something bad going down. They see it as more concerning. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean for sure too. I mean, especially um, like the example with, with my wife when she has these meetings, I mean, people see, but they can't hear. Right. Type thing. Or they're like, okay, it's in her schedule. And he, the, the manager might have notes on what they talked about. Right. And that is staying above approach as much as possible on a sensitive topic right. that she might not want people to hear. And so it's, it's one of those things we have to evaluate our life. And so the Armored Man, the whole point of this Armored Man podcast is taking this man and armoring him up. That's the whole point. Like, how do we get this regular man and how do we put the armor of God on? And so we got this guy. He's in town. Now, how does this person put the armor of God on and say, hey, I am not going to be accused of this. So here are these steps to not being accused, staying above reproach. What would those steps be? Great question. And I I, th- I think you did answer <laughs> it a few minutes ago. Yeah. Being totally transparent. Yeah. Always telling the truth. It's never, never lying. It's always having witnesses around you. It's always doing the right thing. Like you were saying, like a, a, a great example was you being happy all the time. Mm-hmm. So someone be can't be saying, you know what? Michael just cussed me out for no reason. Someone's going to be like... <laughs> I know he didn't because this guy <laughs> smiles like 99% of the day. Yeah. Like that's just not him. Right. Every, let's ask somebody else. That's, that's who he is. The first question should be, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> you must hurt him. What did bad. you really do? So it, instead of drawing lines of, Hey, okay, I'm th- this is a box of my life and this is the box of my life. And it's just, put it all in the same category of, all right, how do I be transparent in everything? Mm -hmm. See, I lived a double life for a long time. I was married. I did drugs. My wife never knew. I was having conversations that my wife never knew, going to places my wife never knew. You know, I lived that double life. And now, a couple years later, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing the right thing. But now, uh, two weeks ago, this whole news thing with Matt Chandler, starting to make me think, am I doing everything? Or am yeah. I just like making sure 
I'm I'm doing good. If I'm doing good, I mean, anyone could do good, right? Yeah. Like even people who don't believe in Jesus could just do good and throughout their right. whole life. But now how do I even go like Christ-like? Because that's For a whole real. that's a whole Christian is being Christ-like. And so, what did Christ do? He always stayed above reproach. He had twelve people with him at all times, almost. Yeah. Of course, sometimes he did three or two, but he always had somebody. So. I believe we need to go back into scripture and be like, all right, what does that look like? Yeah. And totally evaluate with truth my life. Okay. I just texted that woman. Totally innocent. Totally. Like obviously anyone could see that, but how do I make sure she doesn't come back and accuse me of something or anyone around her? Like in this situation, it wasn't even that lady, right. That he was talking to. It was her her friend. friend. Yeah. So her friend, she was probably happy talking to her friend about, you know, this thing that was building her friendship. Oh, ha, 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 uh, Matt, his name is Matt, right? Yeah. Matt, you know, was saying this, and then the next day Matt said this, and then the next day Matt, you know, that repetitive nature? Yeah. I think that is a problem, right? When it gets to the point where, it's no longer my husband and I went out and did this. My husband and I mm-hmm. went out and did this. Now every day you're hearing about this Matt person. Yeah. Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> like you're talking and, to the pastor every right. day. So that's I, weird. Yeah, I think it. I think it goes beyond kind of what we've been saying as well. I think there's a level. Like personally, I. I I think I'm comfortable with the amount of good that I'm doing, uh, which is why I'm, you know, kind of defensive about this. And I am going to go in and, you know, look into this and, and see what else I can do to live better and above reproach myself. Um, and I hesitate there cause you know, that's, that's a hard thing to admit that I need to yeah. do. Right. Um, but on this same sense, like, this conversation was often enough where they, they felt like it was a family friendship, right? They, they felt like they were brother and sister, I think they said at one point. And she wouldn't shut up about him, mm-hmm. which means that there was, there was a level of conversation happening where there were events in... It's frequency is what you moments. said. Moments, yeah. Frequent, the, the frequency was enough to where there was so many moments that there was enough to talk about more often than not. Yeah. Especially since her friend knew. That's like, what obviously I'm she was talking about the conversation, yeah. whether it's innocent or not. She said it a lot or shared the conversation, whatever the case is. Right. You're right. Yeah. So I, I mean, while I would, and, and I still stick to it, like it, be friends with whoever and be positive to everyone. That, that doesn't mean that you have to pull uh, your wife aside and be like, Hey, I'm about to say hi to this lady. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) like, you don't have to go that far. It's if you're going to have a relationship, you're, you know, your other, I mean, you guys are all guys, so uh, I can say your wives. So your wives should know about it and be in on it and have that relationship too. Mm -hmm. And when your friend is talking about you, um, 
she should be talking about you and your wife. Correct, yep. Like, okay, one or two moments every now and again could be just about you. That's fine. Right. But it should be you and your wife yeah. that she's friends with. Like, that's... They're one Maybe flesh. you that's two like... connect to each other, the, the two friends, right? Maybe you two connect to each other on a, you know, different level, like your hobbies are video games and you play with, you know, uh, video games together all the time or whatever. That cool mm-hmm. but you should be friends with both right exactly like, it, it needs just being a little yeah. intentional that's all it is just be a little bit more intentional absolutely on bringing more people in absolutely. that's not saying like everything you're doing is wrong right it's just make sure someone else is watching i mean that's it. absolutely like i'm not going to be alone um with people's kids either and them gonna be like you know what you you hurt my kid like, mm-hmm. you punched him because he's got a sore on his face and it's like, n- no, I actually have my, my friend was over. Hey, friend, uh, y- y- he fell, right? And you're like, yeah, he d- yeah, he totally fell. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that didn't sound too <laughs> right. That sounded but, a little but, you know off. What I mean? it's, it's a make believe <laughs> story, but it's it's, yeah. it's it's something like you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be alone, and you can't uh, accuse me. The more control you have over situations, the better. Yeah, and that means people know what you're doing. Privately and not privately, yeah. Not not like everything. I mean, obviously, between you and your wife is your own thing, but it's it's just how you conduct other relationships outside your marriage and your in your family. Absolutely. So, I I put this out to the Christian man page, something like that on on Facebook, and, and I got this question um, out there. And it's funny that this guy actually uh, beat me to it. He actually posted about this Matt Chandler thing. He had his own response. Um, and it was it was really good. And I messaged him and I said, hey, you know what? I would love to read this. And about 15 minutes later, I was like, you know what? Why don't you do a video? Um, and I, I would love to post it or, or talk about it in the podcast. So he did a video uh responding to the Matt Chandler thing. And then how does he practice this? So this guy's actually from, from Canada. Really cool guy. Hi, my name's Colin McComb. I'm a a missionary here in Edson, Alberta, Canada. Yeah. So I was just asked to share my feelings about this episode. And I, and I think there are, um, there are two main pieces here for me. Uh, One with the whole Matt Chandler thing. I want to be clear that I don't know um, everything that happened here. And so there's, there's a chance that, that I'm just wrong about this and that's, and that's fine. But it, it seems to me at the outset, like a a harmful overreaction um, by, uh, by the board. In this case, the elders have, have confirmed that nothing romantic or sexual took place. Uh, both sp- both spouses were, were aware of these conversations and, and comfortable with the communications taking place. Um, and the only thing that's been described or the only thing that's been made public is, is kind of a, a, a coarse joking, which maybe isn't ideal, but surely, surely the board knows that the way in which they handled this is going to subject uh, Matt Chandler to um, rigorous um, media scrutiny, possible, you know, media cancellation. He's going to be uh, declared 
guilty of of far worse things than than maybe he even did um and lumped in with the likes of of ravi zacharias which for those of us paying attention know was was guilty of of you know uh unfortunately um profound sexual misconduct um this thing seems to have been treated in such a way as if as, as if he was engaged in some kind of an adulterous affair and and i'm just not sure that that's fair especially especially just the way it's described to me how he uh you know when when a concerned person from the congregation comes and brings us up with him he immediately goes to his board to to talk to them and ask uh, ask their guidance now i'm i'm not saying that that some council guidance maybe even discipline wouldn't be warranted here but to ask him to step down to do things in this very public way um the, the you know unless there's something that we don't know here some deeper misconduct going on um the the punishment just the natural consequences um seem like they're going to uh, outweigh the crime so that that's that's my first thought and you know again maybe i'm wrong i, I don't know all the circumstances maybe there maybe there's something more sinister that the that the board doesn't want to talk about in the public forum and perhaps understandably so especially considering this church has been in hot water for sexual misconduct issues before uh the second issue for me is is this really underscores for me how careful those of us who are in ministry need to be when it comes to the opposite sex would this pastor have been disciplined for having the exact same conversations with a man that doubtful um and maybe and maybe that's not fair because if it was the same kind of conversation and these two are just friends uh why um you know why is it fair that he's he's disciplined in one scenario and and not in the other well it's because of the implication of of sexual impropriety uh my my wife and i are in ministry we follow the billy graham rule and then some and um and for those of you who don't know what the billy graham rule is it's basically i will not be alone in a room with a woman who is not my wife if it can be avoided and she will not be alone in a in a room with a man who's not her husband if it can be avoided unless of course it's family um this is not so much to spare ourselves the temptation to sexual misconduct. Um, uh, I'm not really tempted by uh, by this kind of thing, and and neither is uh, neither is she. But this is more because these kinds of things can get out of hand very quickly. And so, while I might shoot an odd message, like a Facebook message, to you know a one on one message to to like a friend or a woman that I know saying, Hey, there's a potluck coming up on Sunday. The minute that conversation turns into anything remotely resembling, you know, a conversation um, where, where anything personal or intimate is being shared, I just loop my wife in and then she does the same thing for me. And even if it's a close friend that we trust and they say, Hey, can I come over? Um, you know, I want to help you with this. She'll make sure I'm home first. Uh, we have the same rule. Um, unfortunately, have to have the same rule about me being alone in a room with other people's children. Never, 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 never. And again, this is not because I need to be spared the temptation. There's no temptation there. It's because um, the the implication uh, or the the 
potential for um, accusations to be made, for insinuations to be made, is just so great. And un unfortunately, it's the world we're living in today. So I think those of us, especially, I, th I think everybody, uh, all Christians, should be very, very careful with this um, because we're just living in a different world now. Um, if the Billy Graham rule was necessary, you know, 50, 60 years ago, it's, it's only more necessary now, but particularly for those of us who are in ministry, because as Matt Chandler's experience, this might destroy his career and it might destroy his career for nothing more than, than a few perhaps um, uh, inappropriate jokes exchanged, which uh, seems disproportionately unfair to me, but kind of the consequences of the world we're living in. And so that's the whole point is, is that we, as we stay above reproach, that means we evaluate our lives we make sure no one can accuse us of anything. And that's yes, not sir. just one aspect of our life. That's that's everything. You can't just say, well, I make sure no one thinks I'm stealing money, but no one's in my private conversations or in my hangouts with my friends. Like, mm -hmm. that's all private. It's like, no, 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 that's, that goes through a whole life. And that's more of a personal thing. Yeah, like I was saying, that's that's something that you evaluate yourself. That's not something something someone else can do for you, right? Because there's some situations you can't do. Like, what if everyone just leaves the room all of a sudden and it's just you and this person? Like, the only way you can control that is you leave as well, yeah, or you pull somebody in. So there's some things you can't control, right? But then there's some things you can, and that's what we need to evaluate. Can we it, control certain things? Yeah, and if you're doing it right, I mean, that moment, if that moment ever happened, like, it should be okay. Like, if you're doing it right, and that's, like, every, like, five, six, seven, eight months, every couple of years or whatever, that you you have that alone moment, it should be fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you should be able to spend an hour or two with a female and not have any instant, any opportunity to be accused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're doing it right, it should be okay because nobody's going to accuse you because you usually don't put yourself in that position. Correct. Right. You know, because I mean? you stay above approach in almost all aspects of your life. Right. So someone can be like, no, that's not his character. Like, and it, sorry. it also means, and, and real talk here, it also means that transparency thing and that positivity thing really needs to happen. Like, if somebody comes up to you when you're when your fellow you know brothers in Christ or otherwise, if somebody comes up to you and says, "How are you?" Tell them. Mm -hmm. Don't say I'm good. What else? Like what's good? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> how are you, man? <laughs> like if somebody says, "How are you?" Like tell them. Yeah. Absolutely, let them know what struggles you're having. Let them know what problems you're having. You know, these people are supposed to be your brothers in Christ or, or your brethren, just period. If they're asking how you are, let them know. And if they didn't actually want to know, they won't ask you again. Right, <laughs> like, right. And, and, and two, like, if you say you're good and turns out two weeks later you're going to go through a divorce, right? that person's most likely going to find out and, 100%. Or, or hear it from somebody else and be like, you know, he never really was transparent with me with what's really going on in exactly. his life. Exactly. And what if so, what if you weren't good that day 
and you needed somebody to lean on. And instead of saying, hey, I'm going through a tough moment right now. I'm having some emotional issues or financial issues, whatever the case may be. And you didn't say that to that, uh, you know, your brother in Christ, but this other girl over here, she's showing you attention and your wife is mad at you Mm -hmm. and not showing you attention. But this girl is, you know, whatever. Uh, We like attention as, as dudes. We, we want people to pay attention to us as, as humans, you know, that you not feeling good, but putting on that show you're probably going to be acting tough for this girl and she's going to think differently and all that good stuff. And one thing's going to lead to another because you like the attention. And you know, that's the, that's the kind of thing that's going to get you in that tough spot. And you know, the fine, you know, let's not talk about this, the, the sex part of it. Okay. Let's talk about the crime part, the money part. If you're not good financially, you probably shouldn't be counting money. Like real talk. You should have somebody there. And if you're honest and open with people, and, and when somebody says, how are you doing? And you tell them, people will help you. Mm-hmm. Talk to us. Talk to people. And if you don't want to talk to you know the people around you, maybe you don't really have a good set of friends, reach out to us. We will. Yep. Yep. We're here for exactly. you. That's the whole point of this. Too. Absolutely. That's the whole point why we're talking about this, because this is so normal that we pr- pretend that we're staying above reproach, but we're really not. Right. Or we think we are, but we're really not. Um, so it doesn't hurt to reach out and say, hey, am I doing this correct? Um, hey, I'm actually going through stuff. Right. Um, I don't know who to talk to. Whatever that case is, that's the whole point why we're doing it. Yeah. You know, and, and two things, too. That's the whole reason why I don't count money at the church, because I have crimes of stealing. So yeah. I'm not wanting yeah. anyone to be like, well, he's got a record of it. So, yeah, he's stealing. And it's yeah. like, nope, I don't even touch it. So sorry about you. That's absolutely somebody else fair. doing that. And, and, and second, it's probably a bad example, but look at Peter. Jesus said, hey, you're going to deny me. He's like, no, no, I'm not. Most of us are going to be like, I'm not going to fall into sin like right. that. I'm like, my conversations are cool. I don't, or I, I don't steal money. I can count money by myself. I'm not a dummy. But look at Peter. Right. He said, I'm not going to de- deny you. But he did. Right. When you're in that situation, he d- he, d- he did. And so when we're in our situation, when when stuff gets kind of stressful, sometimes we fall. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, we fall at times. Yeah. So let's not try to be in a position to fall. I believe in 1 Corinthians 12 talks about that too is don't put stumbling blocks in front of people mm-hmm. that's also including yourself 100 percent. don't put you put yourself in situations where you can fall so be accountable to yourself and others yeah and on the on the real if you can't remember what you ate for dinner last week on monday or you you know forgot where your keys are ever or couldn't find your wallet one day you are in a place where you can forget yourself hundred percent. And I can guarantee nobody is ever able to answer that question with, Oh yeah, I've always known where my wallet was. I've always had my keys with me. I can absolutely tell you what I ate or had in my, 
on my plate at eight o'clock PM on such an, like nobody's going to do that. hundred percent. We're all human. Yep. And a part of being human is being able to forget things and uh, being able to forget things includes ourselves and you can forget yourself and what your standards are in the heat of the moment. It happens. So don't put yourself in the position where that moment is something you'll regret. It's temptations too. Even if you're strong enough not to fall for those temptations, don't put yourself in the position where those temptations are real. Or don't put yourself in situations that the other person can do the same thing. Right. Don't be alone in an elevator with a woman who's got marriage problems. Right. And you just flirted with her. Right. Now you just put that stumbling block in front of her. She's going to maybe take that opportunity. Like now you just created that. So don't create those situations. Mm -hmm. So... I think to wrap it up, I, I really think all these pastors who come out with scandals, we really need to evaluate our own lives, saying, am I staying above reproach as well? Could somebody accuse me of something? Mm-hmm. I need to take control of these situations a lot better. Yeah. So that's, after looking at this Matt Chandler thing, that's the question I'm asking myself. Right. Can I be better at staying above approach. And, and to end that too, like to, to play off of that, like stop pointing the finger at everybody. Like we know what they did was bad. They came out and said it and they're ashamed of it. That's cool. Stop talking about it. Think about it for yourself. Like what does that mean for you? What, what, what can you do to be better and, and, and live every day to where you're better than who you were yesterday And, you know, take this as an opportunity to remind yourself that nobody's perfect. There's far too much finger pointing in this world and far too much trying to troll people to get them to fall. And like, just reach out to somebody and say, hi, tell somebody how you're really doing. And, you know, maybe tell somebody something nice or do something nice for someone. This is a tough freaking world. Be better. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just be better. Stay armored up. Yeah. <laughs> should be our new catchphrase. Stay armored up. I like that. Stay armored up. Would you like to pray us out? Yes, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for challenging us to stay above approach. Um, Lord, Open our eyes to what we're doing wrong. Um, let us encourage other people to do right, to, to follow your instructions. Lord, thank you again for your instructions and your word. It's in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.